Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy B. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hey, nonprofiteers, good morning. Um, I'm, a, I'm Tracy B. Allen, nonprofit strategist with TVA Consulting. I help nonprofit leaders develop the systems and processes needed to build and grow profitable, sustainable, and compliant infrastructures so that they can achieve their mission and realize their visions. Basically, I help nonprofit leaders put the pieces together so that it makes sense, because if it doesn't make sense, it just doesn't work, right? <laughs> so welcome to another episode of Nonprofit Biz Talk. Today's title is Tell Me That Good Story. This is the last in the series of effective nonprofit email communication. And, you know, storytelling is one of those things. So Nonprofit Biz Talk Live is about giving you implementable strategies so that you can create change within your organization and positively impact the community that you serve. Okay. So again, today's is <clears throat> again today's episode is called tell me that because we need people to tell really good stories in order for us to effect change and get those donations, build those partnerships that we want. So tell me that good story. What is a good story? So we talked about earlier um, in one of the episodes about, you know, what you learned in English class about storytelling. You know, you have to have your characters, you have to have your plot, um, your setting, you have to have your plot, you have to have climax, and you have to have resolution. That is the basis for any good story. And when you're telling stories, your organization for the benefit of impacting um, heartstrings, affecting the heartstrings so that they can open their first strings. Because you know that's what I always say: you want to tell stories that affect the heartstring, um, that touches the heartstrings, so that they can open their purse strings. In order to do this, you have to tell effective stories. So your stories cannot be boring. It cannot be clicheic. It has to be serious stories that you tell in such an exciting and, and um, phenomenal way that people want to connect to it. And one of the strategies that I know that is absolutely effective when telling stories for your nonprofit organization is building suspense. So what does that mean? And if you're doing an email marketing strategy where you're telling a story over time and you're looking for, you have like a, a campaign going that you have X amount of dollars that you want to um, raise for your organization, this suspense storytelling idea is phenomenal for that. So you don't tell the story in one email at all. You tell the story in several emails. Okay. So you're breaking the story down into like three or four pieces and you're telling a piece of the story at a time instead of telling all of the story at once. 
It builds suspense. It gets you more clicks on your opens for your emails for those who have opened them before. And people who have not opened them, if they keep seeing part one, part two, part three, then they, their curiosity gets peaked. And then they want to come in and see what is it that you possibly could be talking about that you're breaking it up into so many pieces, right? So another um, thing that I want you to understand is that storytelling doesn't have to be done by the communications director only or the executive director. Everybody in your organization has a story to tell, every single person. So the executive director has stories to tell because of their interaction with the clientele. Your volunteers have stories to tell because of their interactions with the clientele. All of your directors have stories to tell and your board members should have stories to tell. And their stories should not only be about why they became a board member for the organization, why they believe in the cause, why the cause is important to them. But they should also have personal stories to tell based on their interaction with the clientele that you serve. So one of the things that I always suggest is that you get your board members to come in at least once a month for two hours and actually volunteer in one of your programs or sit in on one of your services so they can see what is truly going on. You don't want a distant board. You don't want them sitting on the sidelines just thinking about um, the operations of the nonprofit organization. They need to have a connection with the people who you are serving and be able to connect to those stories and connect to the people on a personal level. Also, you can tell stories from the prospect of the clientele. Of course, you have to get their permission to use their image and to use, or if they're going to do video, you want to get a, a video release form done, some type of media release form done so that they can tell their stories, how they became a part of this organization, what their woes were, and how your organization was able to help them get from point A to point Z and all of the points in between. So your clientele are a great source of telling stories to your potential donors, community partners, and other clients as well. So because you remember, you want to get more clients. So they're a good source for that as well. When it comes to volunteers, not only do volunteers tell stories about their interactions with the clientele, but they can tell their own stories about how they became volunteers, why they became volunteers, and how being a volunteer for your organization has positively impacted their lives and why other people should become volunteers. So you need to tap in to your... <clears throat> excuse me, you need to tap into your organization for stories. You have a plethora of stories to be told within your organization. You're just not tapping into them correctly, okay? So sit down. I want you today to sit down and think about who has stories to tell in your organization. Then I want you to create an email and ask people if they're willing to actually tell stories for your organization so that you can start sending out effective emails that are going to be engaging and pull at the heartstrings of potential donors, whether they be individual, small businesses, or corporate. You want to pull at those heartstrings connect with your organization's cause on a very personal level level. Okay. So I want to give you an example 
of a story that you can tell in several parts. So it's not, I'm not telling the story from a personal point of view. I'm just making up a story so that you can get an example of how you can tell a story on a personal level um, over a prolonged period in emails. And this same strategy, I don't want you to be mistaken, but this exact same strategy can be used to, for face-to-face -face, um, interaction. You're just not going to prolong it over several visits, of course. You're going to condense the story and you're going to tell it to the person. You're going to try to be as engaging, as impactful, as, you know, upbeat as possible. And, you know, tell the story in a way where you, you go through the ups and downs of the story with your voice and your physical appearance. So you want to be able to tell the story through so that they connect with it on a physical level and an emotional level. So whatever you're doing, make sure that you are actually telling the story as if you were an actress or an actor, you know, like how they do it in the movies. They cry when needs to be cried. I'm not telling you to cry, but you know, your eyes will look teary eyed. And most people, if you're really telling a good story, you're going to go through the emotions of the story and your physical appearance is going to tell how you feel at that point in the story, as well as your voice because you're going to have highs and lows in your voice but you need to be able to translate those same emotions into your written story and if you really can't do it then i suggest that you do a video or hire someone um, to write your emails when you want to tell stories so here's one an example of one that um i did help a client work on so the client owns a shelter where she helps. It's not really a shelter, but it's like a halfway house, an in-between point, where she helps people get off the streets, um, homeless people get off the streets, get them housing, three square meals a day, uh, medical uh, jobs, job training, whatever. So she helps them do all of that stuff. And she was having some financial issues and needed to be able to inject some revenue into her organization. So I gave her the strategy of telling the story over, I think we did four parts. It was a four part story. So we broke up the four part story into the first part. We are going to introduce them to the character who is the homeless person that you're meeting. So you're going to introduce them to that. You're going to create the setting in their minds, and then you're going to leave them in suspense. So she was going to this coffee shop very close to where her office was on a daily basis. And there was this, this guy outside of the office, panhandling every day, asking for money, you know, and there was something about him that she just connected with. And she went over and she spoke to him and she was like, I can give you the $2 that you're asking for, or I can help you to create, um, to have three square meals a day, a warm bed to sleep in shower, medical care, all of the services that she offered, she offered to him on that day. And he was like, no, I just need the $2. I'm not interested. Been there, done that kind of thing. And so she gave him the $2. She gave him her, his, her card. She was like, if you ever need my services, you know where to find me. We're just down the street. Come on down. You know, we'll help you to, um, we'll feed you. We'll help you to get cleaned up, all of that. He took the $2. She went about along her way came back the next day and this went on for several weeks 
you know, some days she wouldn't see him, some days she won't see him. But every time she saw him, she gave him the shakes. The same spiel, she uh, gave him the two dollars or the dollar that he was asking for, and she went along her way. Maybe about three weeks after this went on, he came into the office and she just felt an overwhelming sense of like, oh my God, it worked. He's actually here for help. So he comes in, she greets him with a warm smile, almost tears in her eyes. You know, her eyes are glossed over. Uh, she greets him. She tells him how good it is for her, for him to be there. And she wants to help him. They went ahead, they got him cleaned up, they had, gave him a physical, got him some meals and a warm bed. And then you end the story right there. Now, is that the end of the story? Absolutely not. But you're going to end the story there and tell them, but this isn't the end of the story. It gets better and stay tuned for our next installment of this story. Basically, that's what you're going to do. And of course, you're gonna make sure that you put, you wanna help the homeless, <clears throat> help us help the homeless by donating to our cause. And then you put your donation button at the top. Remember I talked about above the fold and below the fold. So you wanna do that. And that will be part one of your story. And then the next week, you'll come back and you tell part two of your story. And part two of your story will pick up where you left off. So you got him, um, medical attention. You got him three square meals a day of warm bed, but he only stayed for a week. And that's where the story picks up. But he only stayed for a week. And then he went back out on the street. One day she came in and he was gone. So now you need to figure out, well, what happened? Where did we fail him? Why is he going back out on the street? He had a warm bed. He had clothes on his back. He had uh, three square meals a day. He didn't have to be on the street. This is wintertime. Panhandling, why is he back on the street? So she goes looking for him to find out what's going on. Why did you leave? Did something happen at our organization that you didn't like? Uh, you know, what was your reason for leaving the organization to go back out on the street? It just doesn't make sense to anyone that he would want to go back out on the street. So she finds him. And he conveys to her why he went back out on the street. And it was more of insecurity. So one of the things that she realized that she did not offer in her services was what? Mental health counseling or just counseling on a whole. Okay. He didn't have mental health issues, but he had some emotional issues that he needed to deal with. And th these emotional issues kept driving him back to a place that he found comfortable because he didn't really have to interact with people. He didn't have to be held accountable to anybody for his actions. But in the, the shelter, you have to be held accountable. You have to do certain things every day. And he had issues with that type of commitment. So she found that out. And that's where she ends that part of the story. And then you tell them the same thing again and stay tuned for the next part. And in the next part of the story, you tell them what happens then. So now since she didn't offer that service, those services, that was a ding, ding, ding to her that she needed to now go out and find, create a community partnership with an organization that did offer those services so that she can have a holistic program for her organization. You don't want to ever... Um, not offer services to the community when they actually need it. So she went out, she found um, 
another organization that did a lot of counseling and mental health services, and she was able to get him into that program and back into her shelter. This is part three of the story. So you did part one, you did part two. Now this is part three of the story. After he was able to get that and get over those emotional issues that he had, he was able now to stay in the shelter, get the career services that he needed, and they were able to get him a job. See how that story goes? They were able to get him a job. You end it there. That's part three of your story. And then you want to move on to part four. Part four of your story will be probably three months down the line because you're not going to tell the story as it's happening. The story has already happened. So you're able to break it up into several parts and tell the story over time. So part four of your story would be has those strategies that your organization implemented and the, along with the other organization, were they lasting? So three months down the line, is he back on the street? Has he maintained his household that you were able to get him? Has he been able to maintain a job? All of these things are things that you want to tell in your story. And you always want to tell them to make sure that they're donating. When you tell the story over a four-part period, people are connected, emotional. This is like a soap opera. Hello? <laughs> you know? It's like a soap opera. You know when you got your good... Um, when you have a good movie or a good show on TV, like Empire or whatever that you're watching on a weekly basis, you can't wait for the next episode to come out so you can figure out well, what happened next. It's the same thing. You're creating that same effect through storytelling through your email by breaking the story up into several parts so that people have an emotional connection to the story and to the character and they want to see what the outcome is. And by that end, they are definitely going to have such an emotional attachment to your organization's cause, to the character's story, to the outcome of the story that they will definitely become donors and they will inevitably become ambassadors for your organization because you're going to tell a friend who's going to tell a friend who's going to tell a friend. And that's how it works. You have to tell that good, good story so that people form an emotional attachment to your characters, to your clients, to your cause, so that they definitely want to donate. It's all about getting donations. It's all about building those relationships. And nothing is better to build relationships than a good, authentic story told from the heart with all of the emotions that you have within you to tell the story and make people connect to it. Now, <clears throat> oh gosh, the garbage truck. Um, so now, um, after you've told the four parts of the story from your perspective, if the client is willing and able to, you also want that client to do a video telling his own story. And that will be the culmination that gets people to go, oh my God, like, oh, you know, like that heart wrenching, oh my gosh, I really feel this story and I really want to be a part of this organization. This cause is great. They're doing good work in this organization and I want to be a, a part of it. And that is how you tell really good stories through email communication. So if you have any questions, uh, please leave them below and I will surely answer them. Otherwise, if you want to continue to get really good training like this, like this, I'm going to actually break it down into written parts. Exactly.
terms of how the email sequence can go in the nonprofit university. Um, this is going to be in the nonprofit university. If you are not a part of the nonprofit university, you need to go ahead and become a part of the nonprofit university. It is only $27 per month for a year subscription. So $27 a month for a year. If you um, want you get all at once, sorry, you get one month free. So in the nonprofit university, we have a plethora of trainings that are similar to this and more in depth because they come along with worksheets or workbooks so that you can solidify your email sequencing, your email marketing, your email campaigns to your clientele. We have everything in there. I really do suggest that you go over there and you click on the button and check it out and see if it's something that you really want. All of the education, professional development and training that you need to take your organization to the next level. This is what you need as a nonprofit university. So go on over, click on the button. I'm going to put the link in the description in a minute as soon as I end this video. But if you guys, like I said, have any questions, please make sure you put them below and I'll be sure to answer them. Have a wonderful day, nonprofiteers. And remember that there is someone in your community who needs the services that your organization offers and it is your responsibility as a nonprofit leader to make sure you get it right for them. Have a wonderful day. Okay, nonprofiteers, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers, and it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.